Hello and welcome to Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, today I'm delighted to uh, be chatting with Raghav Gupta. He's one of my favorite students who went to Emory University and he's a rising junior now in the Gazeta School. Raghav, your interest in uh, entrepreneurship was fairly established even when you were in school. Uh, but then uh, what was it like when you first uh, started classes in Emory? Uh, how is it like settling in and then figuring out how businesses, business education actually works there? So firstly, hi Arjun, uh, I have to thank you for all the guidance you have given me. Uh, and in terms of Emory, the best part about Emory is that in the first two years, we get to experiment with liberal arts. So they have a business school, but uh, in the first two years, you can do whatever you want while taking certain courses in the B school without actually committing to the B school. So a lot of my friends, they were uh, they were not sure about business, and as a matter of fact, they didn't do actually they didn't do business. So they came in thinking about business, they didn't do. I, on the other hand, was pretty sure about business. But uh, when I went there, I also found my other interests that were political science and, sci and uh, philosophy to a certain extent. So it was a very, very good experience considering the first two years. I got to experiment a lot. So you did uh, philosophy and political science. It also meant that you're smart to merge your interests and do the core requirements. Right. Do, does does Amity have uh, a fairly, I mean, it's well known for its liberal arts too. So any memories or any any inspirations from the classes you took which are not business so i took this class on fake news uh, and uh, this was my freshman uh, so my freshman fwrt class so what we did over there was that we understood how fake news factories uh, emerge and india was our core like india was our area of study so that was pretty interesting how it happens in india and it really and i took a couple of classes in journalism also so uh, it, it, I think it improved my writing a bit and made me made me more uh, more aware about my surroundings, definitely. Right, because it is a good school and everyone knows about its business uh, sort of opportunities they offer. But what are the few things you think you did not know or many people don't know about the Gazetta education? What stands out or what could be better? So what I think what stands out is that all the faculty at Gazetta is usually the very topmost faculty in America. So because the average pay in Gazetta is even higher than some Ivy League universities and it's Atlanta, so it's the cost of living is much cheaper. So it helps Gazetta attract really good talent. So like just recently, our, our dean became the dean of Wharton School. So uh, the faculty at Gazetta is really good and uh, they are really helpful. And I also became the TA of uh, Dr. Jagdish Sheikh. He's a very well-known marketing guru. He just got the Padma Shri. Uh, and uh, uh, what I realized was that the faculty support at Gazetta is really good because average class size is very small as compared to other colleges. Super. In terms of hands-on like learning, business schools are always known for the case studies or breakout problem-solving challenges. Uh, do you have any interesting uh, insights or experiences to share? So case study is always something which is which really excites me in all the classes. But we also have a lot of competitions going around in all our clubs, the B-School clubs. So I took part in a stock pitch competition where we had to pitch Tesla to Bill Gates. So that was that was very interesting. No, not actually Bill Gates, but like... Yeah, of course. I took that. <laughs> and uh, then uh, I also took part in a lot of, uh, you know, hackathons where we had to come up with products. So we partnered with uh, Georgia Tech. The children over there coded the stuff 
and we made the business plans and the ideas so that was pretty interesting and yeah a lot of case competition so overall the whole experience is very inclusive uh very very you know uh, very experimental so that's good but do you see that there are certain uh... Uh, categories formed when in terms of student groups there are few tech entrepreneur type people and there are few poets you know when you have uh, uh, that whole vision of the liberal artsy kid who also wants to do business and then there's the quant techy kid so in terms of community i'll say it's more to do with your uh, uh, with your sort of racial background i've realized that at emory specifically like usually the asians be it the chinese or the indians they usually hang out together or uh, the proper whitish people they hang out together so that is the only sort of groupism or anything related to that, that i have seen but overall uh, i think most of the people are very similar they it's a private college so people usually come from good backgrounds only and uh, people usually are very smart considering that uh, emory is a top 20 college so i think overall most of the people are quite similar okay yeah so it's i mean my question was more to do with you know Uh, stem students who also want to do business they sort of hang out together and at emory to be very honest is nothing uh, okay so there's of course there's no engineering and but there's medicine and pre med and other things you know in terms of medicine it's it's a different level only so i didn't right. take medicine into that but medicine is really good it's probably in top 5 in the country medicine is really good there uh, in terms of computer science or engineering or anything like that that's nothing mathematics is really bad even economics <laughs> economics is also okay. not that so. okay super it's good to know actually uh, but also uh, if you were to uh, talk about different clubs and organizations that you joined yeah and other opportunities which not many people associate emory with or college with what do you think were your learnings so i became the president of inactus at emory so it's a social entrepreneurship club where we try to find uh, entrepreneurial solutions for social problems so there we partnered with a lot of refugee groups we partnered with a group of indian ladies we got them uh, you know uh, beauty licenses and made them open a, a salon and they offered services inside the college so that was something which is very interesting then i'm also part of 180 degrees consulting i'm the vice president of 180 degrees consulting at emory so we do case studies we do we actually advise clients we actually have a lot of mentors who are consultants in the topic four and stuff like that who come and advise us so that's really good the industry support at emory is really good uh because because the alumni are really close knit and they're really the, the group is not that big so because of that the alumni support is good and uh, especially in greater atlanta area all the corporates really support emory that's good to know okay i'm going to move switch gears and talk about uh, you now i mean we we'll want to hear more about you so uh, rapid fire what are the three words that come to you come to your mind when you want to describe your strengths i think it has to be hustle uh, humble and uh, vision that that I, i think that that's what i think yeah that's great I, i think hustle and humble together i've not heard very often so that's great <laughs> so that's good if you can do both together be nice at the same time know how to get your work done that's good uh tell me something about inspirations if you were to pick two or three people authors influencers you know hmm. people you follow who are they and what do they do so there is this entrepreneur called kimat rai gupta he was the founder of habels so not that my family is related to him or at, or anything but 
he was part of our community like where i live he he was part of that community so that guy i read his book and his autobiography and that really made me get inspired by him how a small time trader became uh, the became the owner of the biggest electrical conglomerate in the world i will just probably the biggest electrical conglomerate in the world right now so that was that was very inspiring so that is one then in terms of uh, entrepreneurs I, i would say ratan tata definitely for his humility um these are the two that come on top of my head great great so next set of questions is more to do with the the current situation and covid and i know uh, we'll talk a little bit about the startup you just uh, launched uh, but it's related to education in times of covid uh, and emery and your friends around you what are you what are you guys thinking what what will be the future of education and from the consumer perspective the user perspective what could be the way forward so i think uh, what i realized was that education was not just going to the college it was it involved a lot of aspects it was g- going in your car talking to your friends while you go taking recesses a lot of other things in middle what i feel uh, will happen after this post covid world would be that anything which was a bit slacky in the beginning right anything that was not efficient that will go it will be ju- it will just come down to work so like as i was talking to you earlier you said like your productivity has increased right so even if you even if you don't have colleges that go for like 8 hours or 6 hours even if they go for like 3 hours they will be much more efficient and the the time which people used to waste can be used to you know do something in this field only in to do with projects or internships or stuff like that because now what what we have realized is that we don't need offices to work so a lot of corporates they i feel that they will have a lot of opportunities coming for students which will help them educate themselves that's fantastic and your day would look very differently now you don't have to just wake up and go to class you could just be in your room and do that at the same time for collaborative projects that's when maybe meetings not necessarily in person again small groups could be formed uh, has emery come up with a plan as in have they offered you scenarios so i had a talk with the head of uh, foreign engagement and what he was telling me was that uh, they will probably not have in person classes in fall they haven't confirmed it so i really don't right. know but yeah. it's re- looking really difficult consider- considering that georgia as a state is not doing that well so it will probably be online now what people are figuring out is that whether they will option give us the option of taking a gap year or a gap semester because uh, what we have realized is that and what the person also was saying was that the competition next year will increase a lot so they are still thinking whether they will option give that option of taking a gap year or gap semester got it interesting so uh, yeah i guess uh, students who are listening the ones who are applying this year, this is important information because uh, yes if there is flood of applications coming in in 2021 most likely the acceptance rates at most elective schools will decline and even in the schools which are reasonably selective they might see a year of uh, huge number of applications uh, but let's hope things sort out soon uh, switching to uh, your startup now i know your family and even you personally have been very interested in education uh, there's uh, that uh, years of work your dad personally i've known him so i know he's put in understanding online education also kind of pioneering that field what is it that you are 
now doing and where do you see it going so what uh, what i realized was that there was a huge bridge between education and getting a job so i had a talk with a lot of corporates especially in the technical field and what they said was that after coming out of graduating out of colleges the students don't have job ready skills so i worked backwards with corporates so there's a thing called java people who know computer science would know what java is so java full stack developers are required by every startup every company in today's world and that is one thing which they are which is growing every every quarter so Can you give an example of what java full stack people do like in, in real life because if it's for people who are listening might yeah. not know so java full stack is like anything to do with you know developing uis or anything to do with developing basic frameworks so anything online has to be based on a framework so be be it your facebook or be it your uh, uh, amazon they all require a basic framework running behind uh, that's very basic but that's the basic understanding of java anything sure, that sure. creating a framework has to involve java right. in today so what we realized was that there is a need and students don't know what they need to learn and colleges can't teach that they just can't because this is a very dynamic thing so what every I, few weeks there are new plugins or new add-ons there are new plugins every few months there are new plugins and these things are very specific to the company or the industry so for example a tech mahindra would have different requirements for a java full stack developer as compared to a morgan stanley so a financial services company would have a different requirement than a it services company so uh, what we did was that what we are planning to do is we haven't really launched it till now because of corona uh, because of covid everything got da- delayed by a quarter at least so what we will do is that we'll hire people we will upskill them through our course and then on our payrolls we'll deploy them in our clients companies they could be 18 year and above they don't have to have a college degree or they don't have to have a college degree but they need to have certain basic uh, java skills they can't come without that got it so it will involve around 600 hard, 600 hours of training wow. uh, will happen in 2 to 3 months so 12 hours average on a day like a boot camp so something like a flat iron or a yeah, yeah, exactly. general assembly yeah, yeah but then those companies don't just do java full stack they do other things also. and they don't deploy they don't deploy okay so here there's a guarantee job guarantee guaranteed so. guaranteed job and our plan is to start with at least 7 lakh starting per annum in okay. india so that that's yeah that's a, in indian rupees i think that's a fantastic beginning so uh all the best with that and i know it's early days uh, you already have deeds and rented out a property i hope it sees the uh, light of day and uh, there are people who can get training and then get employment so all the best what next going forward i think uh, i just wanted to get a sense from you and uh, and things that you could offer as advice to students who are fairly confused right now the ones who plan to go to college in 2020 and they had their uh, eyes set on campuses that they were uh, interested in they've been admitted now they have packing lists ready <laughs> but nowhere to go uh, what do you what what would you say how do we deal with uncertainty and disappointment so i think the the one thing which you learn in college which i have learned in college is that every small thing is uncertain and uh, like it might be too early for me to say that but like i have realized that from a very base getting a small class also or getting a b or a b plus or a or a minus in a class everything which especially at such a delicate age of ours is very uncertain 
so i think that right now uh, just thinking about the amount of things we will gain out of our experience uh, i think we have to be positive right now that's that's all we can do so even if it's delayed by a year let's say uh, i think the 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 ups always are higher than the lows yeah i think you should send uh, kids your way the ones who want to learn <laughs> more coding and become java full stack engineers but yeah, but on a, on a serious note i think uh, yes upskilling use this time because you'll never get it again uh, yeah it's uh, it's kind of there's always a silver lining if uh, you were to uh, to summarize your college experience in two to three words again what would it be uh, i think it has to be learning fun learning that's that's three words <laughs> great okay so with that note uh, we'd want to thank you raghav for uh, chatting with me and i'm sure uh, students not just interested in memory but interested in business uh, interested in uh, uh, running businesses also in general knowing how to grab opportunities or create new create new ones would uh, love to stay in touch with you we'd probably be doing more panels this is just a kind of a trailer with raghav we we'll get we'll get you on board again for another webinar yeah. thanks again thank you so much